Welcome to the Give to Profit podcast, the podcast that inspires business owners, entrepreneurs and leaders to turn their business into a profitable force for good. During our weekly episodes, you'll hear business leaders and entrepreneurs share how they put social impact at the heart of their business and the many benefits that come from doing this. You can find full show notes for today's show and additional resources at givetoprofit.com. And of course, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, where it would also be great if you could leave us a rating and review. For every review this month, we'll be sponsoring a child to go to school for a day in Cambodia. And so now, here's your host, business mentor, speaker and author, Alison McKenzie. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Give to Profit podcast show. This is your host, Alison McKenzie, and I'm delighted to be with you again today. So thanks for tuning in. And today is a really special day as I get to have a conversation with a good friend of mine, Kim McLeod from Indie Authors World. And we are letting you into one of the types of conversations we frequently have, albeit today we are going to focus this conversation on how to bring fundraising into the part of your business. And I've known Kim for around 10 years now and we originally connected because we both had businesses involving happiness and teaching people lots of different tools and techniques to help them feel good and cope with life's challenges. And both of us still enjoy feeling good and believe that that's important in our lives, but our businesses have morphed into different things. So I'm just going to share a little bit about this incredible woman who is one of my most cherished friends and has been highly influential in helping me publish my two books. In fact, I really don't think I would have published either of those books without her support. So after a background in HR, Kim decided to set up her business in 2007, running happiness clubs. But unfortunately, within only a few months of doing that, her family was struck by a tragedy, which she'll share with you shortly. And that just changed everything forever for them. Since then, having picked herself up, she's written a best-selling book from heartbreak to happiness and together with her husband Sinclair they now run this accidental business helping other people self-publish their books. Between them Kim and Sinclair have themselves sold over 135,000 of their own books and published 86 books on behalf of their clients including both of mine. So welcome Kim. Thank you Alison and I'm delighted to join you. I'm loving the podcast that you're doing and it's great to be here. It's just so special to have one of my good friends as as one of our guests (laughs) and you will know from having listened to the podcast that I like to start these conversations off by just inviting my guests to share a little bit about their story and how they have come to be the person that they are today so would you like to just take us off in that direction? I will indeed Alison thank you well as you said I um, left my HR career in 2007 and kind of took the big brave step of kind of setting out to um, create a new business and a few months later my husband Sinclair decided he would join forces with me in that brave new world and he also stepped out into creating a separate business. So 2007 was a year of real highs and lots of new stuff I suppose for us both. Unfortunately just a few months after uh, we were both out there in this new world tragedy struck and our son Callum who was 12 years old at the time 
develop meningitis. And for anybody who's listening who doesn't know, I mean, meningitis is something that can hit really, really quickly. And within the hours, he went from just having a severe headache to being on a life support in a Glasgow Children's Hospital. And unfortunately, he didn't survive. So as you can no doubt imagine, anybody who's listening is your worst nightmare come true. I'm not going to make bones about that. But what I think I count myself very lucky and grateful for is that I had been on this journey of exploration and learning into, as Alison was saying, how to all these tools and techniques that you could use to help increase happiness. And the main thing was that I had to actually apply them to myself because I felt that I wanted Callum, if he could see us, and I believe that he could, He wanted I wanted him to be able to recognise me as the happy mum that he'd known. So that was my first challenge, really, to kind of come back um, and help myself be back to kind of coping with life. And also for um, my husband, Sinclair, and my daughter, Kirsten, um, essentially to kind of get back on track. So it wasn't easy. So I'm not going to pretend for a minute because I knew all this stuff you could suddenly just switch off your emotions it wasn't easy it, it was we did have very many dark days 10 years ago as now but what happened along the way was something that's now led to us running our whole business and was the fact that Sinclair decided to to really concentrate on what he loved to do which was write books he'd always written stuff but he'd never finished anything before and about a year after Callum died he decided he was going to finish a book because he wanted to do that in tribute to Callum and the very first crime fiction novel The Reluctant Detective was written and self-published and I'm sure we'll share some more of the story about how what's happened with our business as we chat today but essentially that was the starting point of a real major shift and people basically started to ask us for help and just as kind of snowballed to as you described now as having lots of different clients all around the world helping them to get their book out there and me still helping people to be happy but just knowing about a different way yeah and none of us who haven't been through what you've been through can, can possibly imagine what it must be like other than just knowing it's one of the worst things to lose one of your children and I just think the way that you have handled it has been so admirable and inspiring and to now I just think it's beautiful that through publishing your own books and those of others you have this living legacy of Calm forever in a way that is touching lives all around the world. I mean when you started on the journey did you have any anticipation of where this may go or has it just been something that's unfolded? No I mean this I couldn't have possibly imagined that we would be doing this said it's we've just passed the 10 year anniversary of Callum's death last month and if I look back over that time I've kept journals which is how I was able to write my own story um, I wouldn't have imagined that we'd be sitting here kind of telling the story about how many other people's books we've published or what else that we've done all other of happiness related events and things in the past run too so I think it is a bit of it unfolds and if there's anybody listening who's also experiencing grief or, or her going through a difficult time I would say that the main thing is just have hope life can be better and you can be surprised at the things that happen and the people that come into your life and the opportunities that do just unfold as time goes on so it's been an amazing journey really yeah and when we first met must have just been a couple of years later and around I was thinking it must have been around 200 and 2000 and 70,000 I was trying to actually remember exactly when it was and at that point you were really just getting going with the publishing business in itself and so for you when you set up in business I know that like many of us you were focusing on building the business and and getting that to a point of being sustainable and you were doing your fundraising outside the business why did you decide to then incorporate fundraising into your business and embrace that in a different way one of the things that actually helped us cope with Callum's day was actually fundraising because what it gave us was a focus and you know a purpose so by going out and raising money for the meningitis charity we've got a tribute fund in, in Callum's name it helped kind of keep his memory alive and it also kept it gave us 
something to do, um, something that inspired us. We got friends and family involved and we did lots and lots of different kind of fundraising events. We had huge open days at the school for what would have been his 13th birthday and his 14th birthday. We did, I'd, I've walked over coals, you know, hot coals. We've done other kind of um, sponsored events, but those took quite a lot of time. And like you say, Alison, when you're then building a business and realising that as life becomes a bit more, you get pulled back into the norms of you know, you have to earn a living, you have to, and we wanted to grow our business. I was really kind of struck with this um, dilemma, I suppose, as to how could I still, you know, feel that I was connected with Callum and the fundraising that we were doing and grow our business at the same time. I had this idea that I didn't have enough time really to, mm-hmm. to do stuff. So really being able to kind of pull the fundraising element into our business, you know, and absolutely with your help, I must admit, you know, you were, you were fundamental in helping us to do that. It helped bring both elements together in a way that allowed us to really feel that, you know, Callum was part of what we were doing. He wasn't excluded from this new life, but that we could we could still, you know, do some good with, with our business. Yeah. Absolutely. And I can remember that initial conversation that we had. And it was just that, how do you bring it in? And I think what's lovely here is it's about you and Sinclair and your family embracing Callum as being here within this current life, within your business, and still being part of what you're doing. And so how for you did you come up with the idea of a fundraising publishing prize? Because I also know that wasn't quite your first idea, but what was the process you went through to come up with that? Yeah, well, I suppose, I mean, I think certainly I remember the conversations that we were having at that time just saying you know, how do you, how can I build this in and what was coming up for me was it was Callum's 21st was approached in 2015 would have been his 21st birthday and we wanted to do something it was a focal point for us to do something that was going to be a big event and really just exploring okay so what could we do we had different ideas we could do different fundraising type things and then it just kind of struck that the reason Indie Authors World exists at all is, is actually because Callum's not here and that it's, it's a strange it's a strange idea really when you've got you know, this business built on the fact of you know him not being here but it was we just wanted to find a way to really connect him and connect his heart I suppose you know to, the, to what you said before the, the legacy of this business and we thought what nicer way could there be than kind of publishing somebody else's book in his memory and so that's sort of, that sparked the idea of okay how could we do it and then realizing that there are lots of people lots of publishing companies there's lots of organizations who run sort of competition type things you know for publishing and kind of grew from there that we could you know we could take this idea set it up with you know so people paid a donation to enter the competition they sent us their first parts of their manuscript they told us about why they wanted to be published and we then had this whole publishing competition make a choice around kind of choosing a book and we did a great kind of awards night here as well and to kind of celebrate what would have been his 21st birthday and we brought people along that were in our doing our, our short list we had a, a fundraising ball that kind of went alongside it it was a, a very special time for us and again it's just another wonderful example as to how you've turned that the loss of Callum into a special celebration of his life and really honouring the wonderful boy that he was and is in a different way now. Yeah, yeah. And I think for us, I mean, Callum would have loved it. He would absolutely have loved it. I mean, he loved books. He was always a great um, reader of books, not particularly you know, great at writing. At, you know, when when he was um, when he passed away, but he loved reading, and so it just felt it felt very connected. Um, and he would have loved the social gathering that we had with everybody. So that was the one thing that he always enjoyed—a good gathering of people. So. And the one thing it. I know about you, Kim, is that you're very good at having fun, which is wonderful. <laughs> you just haven't watched that latest <laughs> fundraiser you've done, you've done online over the last weekend. Was just fabulous. Yep. So 
yeah. um, so for you, how did you actually go about? So you, you came up with this fundraising competition where people could donate money and enter a competition to get their book published. And from memory, it was they submitted that first chapter as well. And mm -hmm. you would then publish their book within six months, roughly. Yeah. Was that right? Yeah. 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 Yep. And you had a winner. So how did you get interest in that competition? What did you do to actually get interest? Well, what was good was because we had this, I suppose, we got quite a bit of PR, a bit of press coverage. We went out to some of our contacts because I've done some work with the press in the past around raising awareness around meningitis and with the work that we're doing with our books, we had a few contacts in the press. So I went back to them and said, look, we're going to be running this prize. It would be really, really good if you would help share it out. And we did. We got, you know, we got quite a bit of coverage. We got a wee bit of radio stuff. We got some good press coverage. And because you were also sharing the story behind, it wasn't as if you were just saying, oh, we've got this competition, would you share it? But what we were able to do was, like we've just done, describe the journey that we've had mm. and the legacy that we were where, where Callum had been brought into the business and what we were doing with it. So that was fundamental for us, I think, in really being able to get the, the word there. We also obviously then shared that sort of stuff on our social media channels and also with our community that we'd built up because, as you said, we've, we'd already published some work by this time of other authors and we had, you know, a growing author community at that time. Our existing authors were also keen to help share out what we were doing and some of them obviously also so pitched their um, their book into the mix as well, you know. So from that, it just it grew, and people just started to kind of become aware of what we were doing and being really kind, I suppose, and sharing that out. And I think one of the things is that you do have such a compelling story, and the way that you beautifully bring Callum into your business is just so exceptional that all of us were just delighted to share. <laughs> <laughs> and so on the back of that, then, I mean, you went into this purely with the intention, really, of connecting with Callum, bringing him into the business and also to raise funds to celebrate his life but what actually happened on the back of that in terms of for your business what did you notice the bet some of the business benefits were yeah I mean I think this was the thing that surprised us probably because it wasn't we knew it was possible perhaps that we would get more interest in our business but it wasn't the driver at that time but what we did have was certainly a lot of interest where people came through even if they weren't you know signing up and joining the competition we got interest we got people signed up to our newsletter we got some people con you know, connecting with us just wanting to know a bit more about us so suddenly we had all these extra leads that we had you know that from, from people who you know who were interested in publishing but it also built such a level of trust and that was one of the things I suppose that I hadn't really thought about but I think because we were being really honest about sharing our journey and sharing what we were doing that um, we had you know we had one chat in particular who's now you know, a client of ours and he's such a wonderful man but he had contacted us right away sent us some beautiful emails you know just because he'd read the story he'd heard what we were up to and he just wanted to be part of what we were doing even though he was just starting writing his book I mean he hadn't even got his book published and he just said you know can I pay you now for some publishing stuff <laughs> You know, and it was like, okay, you're right if you like. And as a business, you're kind of taken a bit taken aback by someone actually wanting to give you money <laughs> to pay for something, you know, so far in advance. And it was like, right, he obviously just really trusted us. And that, I think, is maybe something where it's it's really heart-centred. <laughs> that was the connection, I think. Other people were, were recognising that, yes, we were here as a business. Yes, we wanted to do some work in Callum's name. Yeah, we were still private. We were trying to build a profitable business too, but it really built up kind of trust as well. And I can remember you telling me that. And just being, I know I'd experienced that to an extent, but when you start to tell the stories of literally <laughs> and that guy who has become one of your clients, you know, that's yeah. just incredible, isn't it? How it has in some ways just speeded up that 
um, no like and trust factor. It's just yeah. taking straight through to where I think that's what I found in supporting causes. When you completely align your business to causes that mean so much to you, it doesn't actually matter if that cause is of interest or particular a passion of your followers. It's your story. It's your passion. It's your authenticity in what you take forward with that that actually appeals to people. Because yeah. I think it does show a lot about the character of who we are as individuals. And I remember one of the other things you also mentioned was that you obviously had all these people entering into the competition, but you only had one winner, as yep. in one person who won the prize of yep. getting their book published. But you also ended up with a whole load of the, all the other entrants as now leads who had yes. given you money to be part of your sales pipeline effectively <laughs> which yep. I mean was that a surprise to you? Well yeah I suppose yeah we hadn't really thought too much about that but of course we, what we then had was and we had some great entries and it was quite a challenge for us actually to mm. choose a winner it was it was a real challenge but what we I did was I gave people feedback and um, their submissions and that took quite a bit of time as well you know so I actually wrote to everybody who'd entered and gave them some feedback and what we what we found was that you know yes yeah, so that one person I said that spoke to who became a client but quite a good chunk of the others who we'd given feedback to decided to go come back to us and say right okay I want to go ahead and publish my book with you so we've so we've also published you know quite a number of the other entrants who, who then came again to be clients of it yeah which is fantastic and so what about for you personally did it change you in any way well I think it did and it helped me really feel that Callum was absolutely at the heart of our business mm. and that was a really good feeling being able to just to talk about him openly as well because I suppose I didn't want people to say oh you know here she goes telling the story and looking for sympathy because it, it was never around that you know here we are here's our tragic story but it, it allowed to share the joy and the love that we had for him and how that became part of our business so it allowed me to be a, a, be a bit more free I suppose in speaking around you know what had happened with with that and also I do think that it all that it that time helped to cement the relationships that we had with our community a mm. bit more because we were they had just been so supportive so it felt for me I suppose it was just it was a time of good connection and I love a good blether you know as we say in Scotland <laughs> so that it just helped you know build for me some stronger relationships with the people that they weren't just a client what we had and we've, we've talked about this a lot that our indie author community is actually our indie author family and that's what I think personally it really helped to kind of bring those um, bring those connections alive yeah and just for anybody listening who doesn't know what blether is chat <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's a word in Scotland. <laughs> so it, what we're sharing here is, I suppose, all of what went well with this yeah. fundraising competition. But, you know, what kind of challenges did you face in pulling this together? Yeah, well, there were, I mean, some of the first things were the kind of technical stuff behind the scenes, because we had to figure out then how to get the submissions in, how to line up the, the donations pages and making sure that all that was working. So there was that kind of technical bit. Thank goodness, as I said before, Sinclair is, he is the technical one of the of the partnership so he managed to figure all that out so that was the kind of first challenge the second challenge was then actually pulling people together to help us choose a winner you know because that was it was there were so many great entries and so 
such a diverse range because we didn't limit the to one genre or anything. We basically said, yeah, give us your book. So we had a, a panel and, I, and we pulled together one of our editors um, that has worked with us, Christine, who edited my book. So Christine, and, and Christine worked with you in the past as well. So Christine came along and helped. And one of Callum's um, teachers from school, so because he was just a really good support. So we pulled him into the kind of panel as well to kind of help with the whittling down the entrance. And then we had another um, another friend, an editor as well, Andy, who, who helped out. So there was five of us on the panel, so we had to read all the submissions. We had to try and find a rating system. We had to pull all that together. And we had quite tight time scales as well, you know, to kind of turn this around because we were doing the, the, the fundraising ball and we wanted everybody to kind of come along and be part of that. So there were some things that we had to kind of figure out and also then be in touch with the charity. They were obviously helping to promote stuff as well. They were sharing things out. So it was just, it was more probably the kind of administration of it initially to kind of get that into embedded in. Yeah. And you mentioned there something that is important that I talk about quite a lot for people who win their fundraising. You know, it is about being in touch and having that good relationship with a charity, which you've had for quite a number of years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is important. And so going forward, I mean, are you thinking of running it again? Yeah, we did see an, an annual prize. That was our intention. After we'd done it the first week, we'll do this every year. It hasn't quite worked every year because sometimes other things in life kind of took over and it's not quite, and um, it hasn't worked. We are publishing someone else's book this year, although we did this one slightly differently because we actually decided just at the, earlier on in the year to run a kind of kindness week and without actually there being any need for a financial donation to the charity, we just got people to nominate someone else who they felt would be appropriate to receive a publishing prize so we're working on someone else's book just now and uh, so her book hopefully will be out early in the new year but again this will be under the banner of the Callum McLeod Memorial Publishing and we've got some other ideas about bringing in some young people's awards so that's because again it's about looking at where we think sometimes that people are not quite able to access publishing so we're looking at other ways that we can expand this out. That's great to hear and I just look forward to hearing more about those ideas as they come to fruition. So, I mean, obviously, we've already really been talking about here the incredible legacy of Callum's life and all the books that you're birthing for others Mm -hmm. and how that is changing the lives of the authors. It's changing the lives a lot of the time in those who are reading the books. How do you measure the impact that you're having on the lives of others through your business? I think it's quite a challenge, actually, I often I think. Mm. I mean, one, I mean, because there's the hard facts that you can see by the number of authors that we've worked with and the number of books that we've published, and even for them to count the number of book sales that they have. But I think as a lover of books, you and I will both know that we'll have read books that have really touched our lives and made a, had a real impact on how you think and where you go. And what, so, so I think it's really quite difficult because I think that we've got, it, it's the ripple effect. So part of it certainly we're looking at is the kind of hard facts and number stuff. And the other bit is just you get feedback every now and again, particularly through our author community of them having had maybe some feedback from somebody who's read one of their books or we get measures from our oldest author, for example, was 87. Um, and we you know, we published his book this year. So Robert Kidd's called The Mind to Remember. And the reward for us from that was actually just, you know, going and giving him his book because it was just there, him and his wife, Daphne, are such a lovely couple. And to be part of that journey with them, you know, that's those are the heartfelt moments you know then you're able to share and you're able 
able to share that then with the press so they've got a bit of coverage on it they they were just speaking to them the other day they were telling me how they've had letters from people writing to them to say you know oh thank you for sharing the story and we've really loved it and so they never thought that was ever possible that they could ever do this and get books out there so I think it's there are the hard kind of business side things and then you've got all this soft stuff yeah and it's <laughs> important to just remember all that because measuring our impact does include things like when you get a thank you note or when yeah. somebody just sends you a, an email message or card yeah. and it I think what a lot of us have a tendency to do is to enjoy those moments when we receive them but not store them not collate them anywhere that helps us really realize the greater impact and as you said because of the ripple effects we never completely know mm -hmm. but it's important to know we have and you yeah. do you have yeah. that impact which is wonderful so what tips would you give to people who are listening to this who may be interested in incorporating fundraising into their marketing sort of just general top tips for what you'd share with them i think if you are really genuine and authentic about the why you're choosing a particular um you know cause or charity or whatever it is that you want to, to kind of do because i think what has helped us is that you know we've shared the story behind if we just said oh we're going to have a publishing prize and it's actually going to be um, the funds are going to go to meningitis now that is only at a very superficial level so I think that the, you know, to help people really, you're the followers of your business, the people who are going to connect with you, who, whether it's, you know, whether if it's a, a product related or a service related business and you want to incorporate some sort of fundraising at the heart of it. I think if you share the story as to why that fundraising for that particular cause or charity is important to you, that would be my main thing. I think that would really be the driving force, because as you said, we stories sell, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. it's facts tell and stories sell, you know, and it's that it's that thing about when you really connect with the story so the story of why that charity or the story of why it's authentic to you but i think first and foremost i think is try it just you've got some great tips in your book about you know how you know, how to choose thinking about you know what's important to you and what to how to choose a charity as well as lots of great tips in there about you know what you can do and some you know some ideas about how you can incorporate it so just give it a go i think mm -hmm. and i think i love that facts tell stories sell and i think one of the things i'd like to share here for some people it's obviously if they if like you they've been through a tragedy or face certain hardships in their life they may be more likely to have a story that they can start to document and start to share mm -hmm. but also for those who haven't been through that sometimes it's actually about looking at how we can create our own stories and I don't mean make them up but you know yeah, yeah, yeah. how yeah. we can go out and so I guess I was in that position with with when I first started going to Rwanda I didn't know where that was going to take me but I knew I didn't I don't think I was consciously aware I was looking for a story but I was looking for something that would add meaning to my life and yeah. really what we're talking about here is meaningful stories about us yes. what makes yeah. us tick what makes us interested in doing good in the world why we want to do that and usually there is a story behind it it's just actually taking the time to reflect on that and it doesn't matter what your life experience there is always a story and everybody yeah. has a yeah, because again, the best, there was a story behind how you got involved with Rwanda. You yeah. know that whole thing. You know, and I think when you share those things, then people will then connect more with this. This was the reason behind why you were why you're passionate about that topic, that subject, that charity, and that I think that brings that level of authenticity. So it's it's what even it might be just what your values are. Then you know why you know why that charity shares the values that you have or something. You know, so. Totally, and it was lovely to hear you talk about as part of coming across as 
genuine and authentic, it means we need to tell our story. Because I can remember when we very first talked about bringing this into doing something. Mm-hmm. We had It wasn't the publishing yep. prize at that point, yep. but trying to work out, well, what is it you could do? You felt awkward about initially talking about this. Would you mind yep. just sharing what that was about? Yeah, I think, like I said, I think it's partly the, I didn't want, there was a fear, that if I'm being honest, there was a fear about speaking about Callum and the tragedy in such a way that people think that what I was doing was then using the death of my son to promote our business and that just that whole stuff that went on and it's amazing what goes on in our heads sometimes yeah and being able to talk that through with you and realize that what we were doing was you know what we've always been doing is we've been doing fundraising we've been doing all this work behind the scenes of other things why would that be any different because we were actually bringing it into the heart of our business so when you turned that around and we can explore some of that and you realize that right okay what we're doing then is being absolutely open and honest about the start and it's the creation story for indie authors world which is the other thing that is is a creation story so yeah it just took a wee bit of of going through you know i suppose a bit of emotion around it and for most of us perhaps it's that worry about what are other people going to say and how are they going to judge us and just once i and i spoke to a few family and just you know got their feel on it and and definitely spoke to my daughter because i always keep her in mind because it's that way of recognizing this is a very personal story and has an impact not just on myself and my husband but on her as well so you know we had to know that she was going to be okay about us sharing this out with the work that we were doing and when she said of course mum don't be ridiculous and I could just hear me tuning in to Callum and he'd be saying oh, for goodness sake mum get over yourself come on you know this is this is a great idea and a great opportunity to help other people but yeah it's the things that we say to ourselves sometimes aren't always helpful so you do need to kind of talk it out I think to, to kind of take that step forward. Definitely I mean I know a lot of people have resistance and are un- uncertain about sometimes I get people saying questioning the ethics of including mm. fundraising in a business and it's the way I look at it is so many causes so many people just need our support they need people to be out there championing what they're doing and sharing the word because otherwise a lot of these causes and charities are going to end up shutting their doors because they don't have enough support yeah so and I think it's, it's really the, important yeah and you see Alice there's so many people can raise funds for charity anyway yeah this, this was just yeah. as I said what you helped us to do was to do it in such a way that it was became part of our business so it wasn't an either or it was yep do you know what we can do this we can raise the funds whilst we're doing the stuff for our business generally and we just add that in and yeah. it's not then having to find the time separately or talk about it separately because the reality for, for most and certainly for small businesses your business probably is a good chunk of your life mm-hmm. you know it's not they aren't separate so but yeah it just now just totally makes sense and when I look back and I think why was I so concerned about it mm-hmm. one of those things so thank you for helping because you certainly <laughs> did no that's, it was a pleasure and it was great to just see that light bulb moment I just want to thank you today as we come to the end of this conversation around it's just been so lovely even though I've heard I know you so well and I've heard you talk about your whole journey quite a number of times what's really come through for me today is just that piece about how much this helped you guys put Callum at the heart of your business and to include him in your business rather than keeping him as a you know a separate part of your lives and that for me is I'm saying this with tears in my eyes is genuinely just one of the I just feel so honored to have been able to to help you do that I really do and so thank you so much for 
today. Is there one last thing you would like to just share with our listener? I think is find something that connects your heart to your business. That may well have been part of the reason for your creation or it may well be that you can now choose to go and help someone else or some other charity, some other cause and bring it into the heart of your business. And hopefully you see the benefits and the benefits will be way more than you'll ever you would ever anticipate. You know, that's the thing. It's not just the increased business that you might bring, but the but like I said, the ripples that happen with it, the relationships that you can generate, the people's lives that you can touch. So yeah, hopefully you might be inspired to go and find something else that will boost your business in that way and be good for somebody else. Spread a little more kindness in the world because that's always good. That's what we're we're great fans of kindness, aren't we? On the on yep, this show. We are, we are indeed. <laughs> so I know you will have inspired many of our listeners. And so if anybody wants to get hold of you and check out, we might have some people listening who are wanting to publish books, you never know. <laughs> check you out. Where's the best place that they can do that? And I know we will share this on our show notes, but just for anybody who's actually listening right now. Um, probably the best place you can check out our website, which is indieauthorsworld.com. You'll also find us on Facebook, um, on Instagram and on Twitter, all at Indie Authors World. So, yep, we're definitely, we'd, and we'd love to, if there's anybody out there who wants even just some advice or some guidance, please, yep, just drop us a line. Um, you'll find all our contacts definitely on our website anyway. So thank you. That's fantastic. Welcome, as always. I've enjoyed this conversation very much and I'm sure our listeners have too. So thank you for being here. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much, Alison. Um, it's great to be part of your community and I'm so glad to have you in my life. So thank you for all the help that you've given us. My pleasure. And thanks to you guys for tuning in to this episode. If you want to know more about the process that Kim and I talk about, the one that helped her come up with the publishing prize idea, this is one of the things I do cover in my Give to Profit book, which you can get on Amazon and the book depository around the world. And remember to check out givetoprofit.com or alison.com for the full show notes, plus details of how you can connect with both of us. Until next time, remember, business is a great opportunity to be kind. Thanks for listening to the Gift to Profit podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, remember to subscribe to the show on iTunes so you hear about our next episodes. It would be great if you left a rating and review of the show there too. For every review this month, Alison will be sponsoring a child to go to school for a day in Cambodia. You can connect and chat with Alison on Twitter using the handle at Alison Mac and through the Give to Profit Facebook fan page. And if you don't already have a copy of Alison's best-selling book, Give to Profit, How to Grow Your Business by Supporting Charities and Social Causes, you can get this on Amazon around the world.